Hey, hey, fuckers. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Sod Wrestling Fan Podcast. My name is Ran. I'm from Northern Ireland. Uh, so, hopefully that novelty will wear off you pretty quick. Because, yep, it is a fucking... <laughs> you're Northern Irish, you're Northern Irish, what a fucking joke. So, yep. Oh, I've got a bad cold today. <laughs> But anyway, yep, the wrestling fun, the sod wrestling fun, should I say, fucking already forgot the name of the fucking show, the sod wrestling fun podcast, you can email the show at sodwrestlingfun at mail.com, check us out on Facebook, we're in the middle of setting up a website, there is a little homepage set up, which you can check out on the descriptions, but to be honest, it's not that good, so, yep, First ever episode of the Sod Wrestling Fan, and here you ask why? Why? Fucking phone. Uh, here you ask why Sod Wrestling Fan? <laughs> Is there anything to be fucking happy about when it comes to wrestling? Uh, I don't think there is. But yeah, it's just fucking. It's wrestling one, isn't it? It's just fucking. I've been watching wrestling for a very long time. Mm-mm. I think I started getting lit around about 95. Around, what about about 95? And uh, WWE's got us by the balls now, man. It's like we will we watch Raw because we're just so fucking used to it and we've grown up watching it. You know what I mean? It's hard to fucking... You know, have you ever really sat and said to yourself... Okay, you see this month, I'm not going to watch any Raw, any Smackdown, any TNA Impact. And, you know, stuck to it. You can't. It's one of those things, WWE has you by the balls, and you need to watch every heartbreaking minute of fucking Raw and pay-per-views. So... Yeah. So I'm fucking sad with it, you know. It upsets me. Hopefully this podcast will go over, you know. Things that suck. Things that are good. You know, and just general, just general fucking talk. About everything, not just wrestling. But yeah, it's a fucking, it's a sad, sad state of affairs the company which we unfortunately watch <coughs> and give money to but yeah the WWE over the limit pay-per-view was last night now I have got it recorded I have not watched the pay-per-view yet so I'm sure there's guys out there you know maybe some listeners who have already watched the pay-per-view so we'll run down the card really quickly I'll give uh, you know my predictions, not that anybody would give a shit, but, you know, just just talk a little bit the pay-per-view and what I expect, really. I don't expect it to be that good, actually, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. I'm expecting big things from, but, again, people forget that these two fought on, you know, they had a couple of matches on Raw and SmackDown there before WrestleMania, so it's... You know, and obviously with their history, you know, in the Indies, 
but it's not like you know this is the first time that they've squared off in one on one competition in WWE because they actually have wrestled before on WWE and there, there was a match that they had on Smackdown if you want to check that out on YouTube they had a very good match on Smackdown but I think it you know it ended in a draw or some shit but yeah so yeah also on the card on Over the Limit is John Laurinaitis Big Johnny versus John Cena and uh, I can't really expect much from that paper sorry much from that match you'll have to excuse me this is the first episode I'm totally not used to this shit but yeah so yeah John Cena versus John Laurinaitis I think really half of the world is expecting Big Show to show up in some shape or form during that match so that will fucking suck balls uh, what else have we got? The World Heavyweight title is going to be defended in a fatal four-way match, which is going to pit Randy Orton versus Sheamus, the World Champion, versus Chris Jericho versus Alberto Del Rio. That's a speculation as well that this is going to be, you know, Chris Jericho's last match of this fucking run how many runs he's going to come back and have I don't know but yeah th- th- that could be an okay match I suppose and it hasn't fucking Chris Jericho hasn't done fuck all dude really since this comeback well you know this run when he came back and he's you know he was giving it you know the end of the world as you know it shit remember all that the promos and fucking hasn't done you know nothing really and I'm a fucking Chris Jericho fan but wow he has sucked he has fucking sucked when he came back some people would say that his match with CM Punk at Wrestlemania was you know pretty good but uh, I actually preferred the, the match that they had at the you know the rematch at Extreme Rules I thought was I thought that match was better. But, um, yeah, so... so This could be Chris Jericho's last match. <clears throat> Until next time, I'm fucking sure. Because I don't know. But I actually went to see, you know, Fozzie. They played here in Belfast. At a small club. And, uh... <laughs> they're, they're pretty fucking good. You know, Chris Jericho... Uh, nah... Being the entertainer that he is was actually p- pretty funny, and uh, pretty fucking. You know, I'm not saying that they're fucking the next fucking Metallica, but or Pantera, but you know they were fucking. They went bad, and the the alcohol was fucking flowing too. You know what I mean? So obviously, some alcohol is going to make them sound a little better. <laughs> so yeah, that was a pretty pretty good night. I hear he's turn again with Fozzie so expect this to be his last match tonight well last night was his last match maybe so yeah 
over the limit. I will watch tonight and maybe do a quick recording tomorrow. And she had went down. I actually think that uh I think that Randy Orton is gonna win that field four way match. I expect John Laurinaitis to win in his match against John Cena. And I would like Daniel Bryan to win the WWE Championship. But I've got a I've got that feeling that CM Punk's gonna pull it out of his ass and steal it, so yeah, we're just gonna have to see how that goes. But I'm not expecting a fucking great pay per view, to be honest. I must admit that uh, for a sad wrestling fan, I pretty much enjoyed Extreme Rules this year. But I don't know, it's, you only usually get one or two good pay per views a year from WWE, and the rest of them are mediocre and balls. So we'll just have to see. Just have to see if they can uh, put on a decent show. Uh, I'm totally expecting Daniel Bryan and CM Punk to be at least entertaining, but uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. So, yeah, what you may be wondering is why the fuck am I sitting at home? On a Monday, you know, and do not have my ass out working. Well, there is an explanation for that. I unfortunately got made redundant in my last job, so I am job hunting, and in between job hunting, I'm doing a fucking podcast, so you can't really say that I'm doing, uh, you know, a great amount of fucking job hunting. So, now I'm waiting to hear back from a couple of things. But, it made me wonder, while I was putting in for fucking, you know, these jobs that, personally, I don't want to do, but, I have to, because I need to get paid. It made me, you know, start to wonder, what other fucking weird jobs are there out there that, you know, people would, you know, do, or people have done. So I went on the internet and I found the 37 weird jobs that you can actually make a living at. And these are real jobs. And it's fucked up, man. These are just strange, strange jobs. Uh, So we'll just have a look at a couple of them. Uh, Number 37 is a Dice Inspector. Yeah, Dice Inspector, and the description says, With one false move of a single die, a person can lose quite a bit of money on those crap tables. The Dice Inspector checks for specific angles and blemishes and proportionality of dices. Holy fuck, that's a real job. Uh, What else have I got? A weed farmer. And uh, it says here, Don't get too excited, all you slackers. That's not what I'm talking about. Weed farmers actually grow weeds rather than trying to get rid of them. They sell them on the labs and shit so various people can do research and studies in the wonderful world of weeds. It can't be that hard to grow fucking weeds, can it? Hmm. Yeah, so... Fuck, check this one out. A whiskey ambassador. And it says, let's face it, 
This is every over 21 year old's dream job. You would be responsible for choosing only the finest whiskies and teaching your clients the proper way to taste and admire the different attributes with this delicious liquor, which this delicious liquor can possess. Whiskey ambassador. <laughs> Fuck. Um, what else? Uh, a gum buster. That's G-U-M. A gum buster. It says, have you ever sat in the park bench and had the mis- and had oh god these people can't type and had the misfortune of placing your hand in old gum as in chewing gum well that's where these guys come in removing chewing gum that resides all over the place <sighs> fucking hell man um a dog food tester jesus fuck uh, says watch out guys this gal is going to have some great breath in store for you just like any other meals, dog food needs to be inspected too. I suppose they can't use dogs to test the food, so this profession, so this profession requires a taste testing of it's such a delicious cuisine. <laughs> Imagine, like you know, you go and you're going into work, and your boss says, "Okay, shithead, this is fucking." the new pedigree chum range and I want you to eat every one of these fucking tins <laughs> of dog food and tell me which one's the nicest hmm okay next is adult store attendant and this is more like it one of the more harder to stomach professions unless you're a pervert <laughs> saying fucking me up sooner or later we have to get into some nasty jobs in this case, the adult store worker not only takes care of the store, but has to clean up the booths. Oh, where clients test the pornographic merchandise. Probably a good candidate for the Discovery Channel's popular program and one heck of a way to supply that human services degree. Ugh. Do you think you'd get sick of fucking tits and, you know, minge <laughs> if you worked in a porn store every fucking day Mm, well I don't know (laughs) but fuck me I must you know every fucking day looking at the same fucking you know tits on the fucking you know porno mags and DVDs but suppose it's more you know like rubber cocks and shit and you know gimp masks (laughs) so mm, I don't know uh, let's see, a chicken sexer, this is, these are real jobs, uh, a chicken sexer, uh, going through baby chicks and separating them according to sex, hmm, I thought when it said chicken sexer it was someone that fucks chickens, uh, I hear this job is pretty easy, if you just play body at his music and set up, and set things up like a fifth grade dance, they separate themselves. The author here is a bit of a fucking dick, but, yeah, let's see. Uh, wrinkle chasers. <laughs> Nobody likes that crease that shoes get after about a month right below the toe line. Well, wrinkle chasers make sure those leather crow's feet never appear on those shiny new shoes before they leave the factory. Now, can we please find someone to invent something that keeps it that way? Wow, Okay. Uh, a snake milker. 
<laughs> okay, I'm great. If you ever get bitten by a poisonous snake, you'll be grateful these people know how to work with animals. They are responsible for getting the venom out of snakes to make them anti-venom. Be honest, which one of you thought that snakes had actual milk glands? Ugh. Fucking moron. So, I am fucking glad. It makes the jobs that I have been applying for look... (laughs) Look fucking good, actually. Well, apart from you know, apart from the the whiskey ambassador, but um, I don't know. Being a chicken sexer would probably be pretty good too. <laughs> uh, light bender. <laughs> this is a job. A light bender. Making neon lights seems like it would be a relatively easy job, but it requires a lot of precision and electrical work. Apparently, if the lights don't have the proper thickness and shaping, they will amount to nothing more than broken glass. This job is this job has to be quite lucrative in a town like Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, IMAX screen cleaner. If you've ever seen an IMAX screen, those things are huge. But someone has to make sure that bad boy is crystal clear so we can travel through the Grand Canyon and explore the human body via a gigantic screen in a circular room. Uh, A pet detective. Another one we might have missed if it weren't for a film or a television show is Venture. Pet detective displayed just how important this job is. Especially when Don Marino is in trouble... Personally, I wouldn't. I would have gone with a missing ad in the paper, but these folks are sure to find that furry member of your family. Oh, pet detective. Her boiler. Finally, we'll just go through this one. This lucky soul gets to boil various kinds of animal hair until it curls for later use. We know that burning hair smells terrible. Try to imagine catching the aroma of her boiled soup all day. Ah, uh, no thanks. So yeah, it makes the jobs I put in for look fucking, you know, okay. But it's hard to believe that people, you know, get paid to do this shit. I'm sure this isn't specific jobs either. You know, like the IMAX fucking screen cleaners, probably, you know, just the fucking handy guy that works in the fucking cinema sort of thing, you know. And, uh, you know, the chicken sexer's pretty much a farmer. So, yeah, but... Pretty interesting. It's uh, as long as uh, you know, I'm just hoping to hear back from one of these other jobs uh, that I've applied for. So I don't have to sit and uh, talk to you fuckers over the internet, sitting on my own talking to the fucking computer. That's when you know things have gotten pretty bad. So yeah, those are. 37 weird jobs that can actually make a living out.
Knight would probably be a better team than ever to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Or wrestling. Fucking wrestling. And I suppose we could go on the good old fateful news sites. And, oh, oh God, actually, no, we can't go on the news sites because I don't want to be spoiled for, you know, I don't want to know the results of Over the Limit. Uh, so in that case, I guess, we could discuss... Brooke Hogan. Ooh. Brooke Hogan has apparently signed a deal with TNA to work with the female talent backstage. And uh, they're going to be seeking her advice on things like their theme music and <laughs> and just basically the way the matches are laid out. I, I suppose she's kind of working like an agent. For the women wrestlers backstage, and uh, this makes totally no fucking sense to me. This is fucking. I do not understand this for one fucking second. Because here you have a woman that has zero fucking experience in wrestling, and basically she's just got a fucking job because Hulk Hogan works at TNA. And it's kind of like, you know, the Guard Bischoff thing, where, you know, he's only got that job really because of his, you know, because of Eric. And what the fuck is, what is Dixie Carter thinking, bringing in Brooke Hogan? Brooke fucking Hogan. Now, I was going to say there that, yeah, I could maybe see why they would bring Brooke in you know, as a one-off thing, kind of like what WWE did, but even that doesn't make sense because she's an untalented bitch with a fucking horse face, and, you know, I just don't understand what you're thinking. Imagine, you know, the likes of Gail Kim backstage, and she's meant to be taking advice from fucking Brooke Hogan, who has never through a fucking, you know, done a wrestling move in her life. That's fucking... It is fucking crazy. What Dixie Carter will write checks for on a monthly basis. Just just to please fucking Hulk Hogan. So yeah, it's it's quite funny. Actually, when whenever you think about it, it is actually quite funny. So it will be very interesting to see the women's division... In, or the knockout division, sorry, and TNA skyrocket now that Brooke Hogan has joined the fold. Ugh... Also in news, our favourite show, Monday Night Raw, is going three hours. I think it's after July 23rd. Uh, Three hours of Monday Night Raw people every single week. And this is a fucking bad move. It's a bad move because even at the moment, they're already replaying stuff that happened in the first hour and the second hour you know so how many fucking replays can you put up with or bad promos for that matter ongoing long boring promos on you know this is what happened last week and this is what happened earlier today and that's what it's going to fucking be you know unless this is my theory this revolution next thing 
Now, I heard rumours and, you know, uh, obviously you don't believe all this shit that you read on the internet because it's some fucking dickhead like myself sitting making shit up. But uh, uh, what I heard was Revolution X is going to be, you know, like X Division, like a cruiserweight division for the WWE. Now, don't, don't uh, you know, don't take that as gospel. It's pro- It could be the biggest load of bullshit. But apparently, you know... What I was thinking is, why not put this, if if Revolution X is going to be, you know, like WWE's answer, sorry, WWE, if it's going to be WWE's answer to the X Division, then why not put an R of Revolution X on before Raw, so you still have your 2R Raw and you've got that little, like, pre-show thing before you know use the other i've heard people talk about it before use the other r as a springboard like a like a developmental platform kind of thing let let the younger not the young books have a not the young books let, let the younger talent you know get their chance on tv and stuff but in saying that does wwe ever do what we fucking want no they don't so you're probably going to fucking you know have a fucking half hour Cena fucking uh, promo, yeah, uh, you know, and then after that half an hour promo, uh, when you're into the second hour of Raw, it's going to show that fucking promo again, sort of thing. So, do not expect great things when Raw goes three hours, because at the minute when they're fucking, they can't do two hours and they're fucking failing all over the place. So, in my opinion, it's a bad move. Unless the the sorry, unless they somehow do something with this Revolution X shit, and you know try try to get it, you know uh, try to get these young young younger people on TV, which won't happen. But we can all fucking we can all hope, can't we? Uh, email your thoughts and uh, you know get on the Facebook. Uh, sod wrestling fan and email sod wrestling fan at mail.com and give us your thoughts on what's going to happen when they go three hours let me know what you think we'll read out some emails on the show hopefully i don't expect there to be a whole lot of emails after the first episode but you never know and uh tell me what you think about what could be a catastrophic mistake and raw going three hours which already is a catastrophic mistake but yeah and what does it where does this leave smackdown on sci-fi over in america you know what so smackdown is going to be you know a two-hour show where raw's three hours just like really cementing the fact that raw is the print well we all know it's the premier show but you know could this mean the end of the bronze split uh well as we know it i know the bronze already split but you know, people fucking yeah. I was talking about I was uh, you know doing some trolling online as you do, and there was this fucking you know people saying yeah the brand split is, there's no point in it anymore and all this shit. Still at house shows, the brand split is still very effective. It wasn't. Uh, it was only last month, you know, during or the it was maybe maybe a little longer during the European tour when WWE came uh, you know over here to Belfast. It was a SmackDown show, and it was only SmackDown wrestlers on it, and that was only you know last month ago or you know a little longer, and uh, you know there was no CM Punk, there was no Punk. Um, I think that the main event was Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, 
and uh, there was no punk, no Cena, thankfully, or you know, Triple H or any big Raw guys wasn't there. It was serious. It was strictly a SmackDown only show. So the bronze split still kind of is in effect when it comes to tours and house shows. Now I do not know about house shows over you know in the states. But when they're turned Europe, it's still pretty much definitely in effect. So I don't know if it could mean the proper the proper end of the bronze split. You know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But who knows? Brock Lesnar is another topic that could be discussed. Maybe not that it's already been discussed to death on the internet, but. I can actually, and fucking you people have already seen Over the Limit, you know, so you're going to be sitting going, oh, you're fucking wrong, dude. But there's also a chance that Brock Lesnar could show up at Over the Limit, I think, and maybe cause some interference in the John Laurinaitis match. As he is uh, not hired, apparently, just like Big Show. They are not, you know, apparently they're both fired or, you know, Brock Lesnar quit and Big Show got fired so they have nothing to lose at getting involved in uh, the fucking John Laurinaitis and John Cena match which I completely expect to fucking suck balls but I'm sure someone will they'll have to have a wrestler in that match somehow and uh, John Cena doesn't count as a wrestler so (laughs) Fucking Brock Lesnar, uh, I thought the Extreme ma- uh, Extreme Rules match was done really fucking well. And it's, you know, w- when used, uh, you know, sparringly, matches like that can be really effective. Like, I was f- watched that shit and was totally engrossed. I was engrossed in that match. It's, you know, it was one of the b- better things that WWE's done for a while. And I've heard a lot of people saying yeah, Extreme Rules should have been WrestleMania. You know, it was better uh, than the big WrestleMania pay-per-view. And I agree. It was uh, f- uh, just the Punk and Jericho match was better. The uh, Lesnar and Cena match was fucking... It was hot. It was, it was good to watch. It was fucking good to watch. And of course... Daniel Bryan and Sheamus actually got the chance to wrestle in their two out of three folds match at Extreme Rules, so it was better too. So, uh, yeah, when you strip away, you know, uh, all the the big arena, the fancy lights, and the pyrotechnics of WrestleMania, and cut down to the fucking skin and bone, it wasn't that great of a wrestling pay per view. Whether you liked Undertaker versus Triple H or not, you know. Even even if you say that was a good match, the rest of it was not that good. And I will also say that Jericho versus Punk at WrestleMania was kind of fucking overrated. It it was okay, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think that people are fucking you know saying that it's better than what it actually was, kind of thing. So. Yeah, so I think it'll be a good idea just to leave it there for the first episode of the Sod Wrestling Fun Podcast. Remember to email your thoughts at sodwrestlingfun at mail.com and check out the Facebook page which has only been set up and I have no fucking friends on it. Just like I'm sitting here on my own like a fucking loner, so please get in touch. And uh, 
get their emails featured on the show and shit. So I'm going to leave you with uh, a little uh, list that I just found on the internet, which um is pretty fucking weird. It is the top ten weird and bizarre Japanese soft drinks. And uh, oh shit, there's my phone. Sorry. And uh, it says here Japan has a drinking problem. But if you've got a thirst for adventure, it's where you want to be. <laughs> In honour or horror of these bizarre beverages, seemingly not fit to rinse your septic tank, raise a crack glass to the top ten bizarre Japanese soft drinks. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work down it here and see what their those crazy fucks in Japan are drinking. Okay, so number ten is Pepsi Ice Cucumber. Hmm. Let's see. Pepsi Ice Cucumber introduced to the Japanese soft drinks market and Pepsi vending machines on June 12th. And, uh, uh Ice Cucumber Pepsi, uh, no thanks. Hot Calpus, uh, the drink that makes you think about not drinking it. Milk based with a sweet yogurt taste. Calpus comes in original and variety of fruit flavours. Culpus. C O O L P I S. Culpus. The refreshing Culpus. The soft drink to offer guests before removing their blindfolds. Actually, a, a Korean copy of uh, a drink called Kalpis. Kulpis <laughs> comes in peach flavour. And kimchi flavour. Kulpis. Alright. Mother's milk, the breast tasting drink ever. Ew. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, number seven. It's mother's milk. Uh, mother's milk, is there anything in the world more wholesome, more natural, more life-giving than mother's milk? Is there anything in the world that would make you drink it straight from a carton? No, on both counts. If I was a baby, maybe, but not from an other, I mean, a mother. Oh, very good, very funny. Really? It's mother's milk? Oh, that's bad. Hmm. I think, cartoned breast milk? Mm, black vinegar. After chugging down a pint of mother's milk, head down to your local black vinegar juice bar to give it a good curtain. Black vinegar is noted for its health benefits. The trouble has always been making it drinkable. Ugh. Number five, uh, water solid. The creative types of Coca-Cola who devised water solid are probably still shell-shocked from the new Coke and C2 soft drink fiascos and wouldn't risk another. So they brought out water solid. Ugh. Diet water, <laughs> number four. Uh, don't need to say much more about that. Diet water. Mm. Yeah, Final Fantasy potion drink. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, got a gamer at your house who lives, breathes, and eats role-playing games like Final Fantasy. Now you can add drinks to the list thanks to Final Fantasy potion drink. Mm. Number two is canned coffee. Uh, canned coffee has been a staple of those Japanese drink vending machines since 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Nothing wrong with coffee itself, which is actually quite good. It's the wacky names the manufacturers insist on giving it that elevates Japanese canned coffee to immortality. Mm, okay, let's see some of the names. BM coffee. Nothing beats a good BM to start today. Uh, BJ coffee. <laughs> Stunk corrected. Depresso coffee. <laughs> Depresso coffee. D-E-E-P-R-E-S-S-O. Depresso coffee. And Black Boss coffee. Whoa, that's a little racist. And God coffee. Mm. And last, number one, kids beer. The Popeye cigarettes of children's drinks. Uh, we've saved the most bizarre drink for last. Kids beer. We kid you not. Kids beer. 
K-I-D-S-B-E-E-R. What can be said in defense of kids' beer except maybe that it's alcohol-free? That would be like saying Hitler wasn't all bad because he liked dogs. <laughs> kids' beer is so wrong on so many levels it makes my head spin. Yet it is so popular in Japan that monthly shipments are approaching one uh, what's that? One hundred thousand bottles. As for the odd campaigns, nothing else will make you feel more like you've blundered into Superman's bizarre world than seeing preteens, pre-toddlers joyfully guzzling down bottles of kids' beer. Wow, so there you go, those Japanese, eh? Kids beer and fucking uh, deep espresso coffee. <laughs> yep, so that's going to do it for this one. Sorry, it's a little rushed, it's a little quick, but as I say, I'm going to be working on setting up the feed, uh, getting the show on iTunes, and uh, there'll be another episode tomorrow after I watch Over the Limit. So, yep, thanks very much for listening, and hopefully you'll come back for a little more remember to email your thoughts sod wrestling fun at mail.com very simply and uh soon the home page will be up and you'll be able to come and download episodes and stuff from uh from the home page so yep Thanks very much for listening, wasting your time, and I will see you next time when we'll discuss Over the Limit, unfortunately. So, yeah, thanks very much. Peace out.